wait, 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 start over. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, Vikings Report, episode two. Uh, he's Laverne. I'm Shirley. Wait. No, he's Lenny. I'm Squiggy. She's Laverne. Whatever. I don't know. Uh, we'll figure it out. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Shlemiel. Shlemazel. Hostenbeff Incorporated. We're going to do it. Actually, uh. I'm Ted. He's Drew. She's Ruby. Welcome to Vikings Report. Hello. Folks, how you doing? Hello. Remember when they kicked the door open? Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> he just died, didn't he? Not he too long ago. Squeaky about a month ago. Yeah. Terrible. So how you guys doing? Fantastic. Ted Glover, seven and nine. Seven and nine. Boy, we're going to talk about that. Ruby, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Can't wait for trivia. Yeah. So, so are you like a shapeshifter because you look in the shape of a bird? <laughs> I do. However, the audience cannot see me. Okay. So they won't be able to see what you see. Is that the rule? So are you like Wilson from Home Improvement? You can never see like from, from the eyes down or whatever? A hundred percent. Yes. That That's cool. I like that. All right. Um, Glover, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. It's, uh, you know, season's over. You're still flying high off that Ohio State victory. Dude, can we talk about that for a quick second before we get yeah, to the show? Yeah, let's let, let all the folks know the Vikings may not be sniffing the Super Bowl, but Ted's college team in a week from tonight will be playing in the college football equivalent of the Super Bowl against Alabama. It's Alabama and Ohio State for all the marbles. So, yeah, yep. please tell me how. Tell me about that. Uh, I kind of thought they'd have a good game. I, I thought it would, you know, the first quarter ended 14-14. And it just kind of thought it was going to be one of those back and forth nail biting games. Then Ohio state blew it open in the, in the second quarter and, and didn't let Clemson get any closer in the second half. And, and it was, it was a real satisfying win for me as an Ohio state fan, because it seems like every year ESPN and the national media like to just bag on the big 10. And I kind of thought they had good reason to this year with the way the big 10 just ham fisted how they ended up playing football. <laughs> I mean, you know, because they were going to play and then it was just going to be like a, I think it was like a 10, 9 or 10 game schedule, conference only schedule. Oh God, dude. Remember, and then Kevin Warren just sort of just out of the blue canceled everything. And and then uh, they ended up starting in October and then, you know, they had the COVID cancellations. It just, it was just a really great way um, for Ohio State to, to shut a lot of people up who were saying, well, they only played six games. They don't deserve to be there. Well, they just, they just uh, murder, Not death, killed Clemson. Murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill, murder, death, kill. Murder, death, kill. Right. Say what you want about how many games they played. The only game that mattered is the one they just played. And oh. and they were – that was the – I would argue that was the most impressive performance by a college football team in any game this year. I haven't – Biased seen, opinion. I haven't seen Clemson get battered around like that in a long time, dude. That Since was last year against LSU. Was, they got beat pretty bad. I can't remember that. Dismantling. Spicoli. My God, Spicoli. What are you doing out there? He, no, I knew it was a big win for you. I was very I was very happy for you. I don't like seeing Ohio State celebrate anything, but I knew you were happy and you're having a good night. And well, I appreciate that. And I I know I know you have to be happy with the Ohio State win because I see the Antoine Winfield jersey in the background yes. there. Yes. <laughs> you're, yes. You're like an Ohio State fan now, aren't you? No, no. I got my okay. I, I got my sights set on the Mayo Bowl 2021, <laughs> baby. <laughs> I, I want that Mayo Bowl trophy for Michigan. 
You're gonna have to pry it out of Wisconsin's cold, dead hands, man. <laughs> we got a good, we got a little bet coming up later too. So yeah. So speaking of later, so what are we? We're gonna talk about the uh, the the wrap up to the Viking season, and we're gonna talk some needs and and uh, look at some uh, potential coaching change with Gary Kubiak retiring. Then we're gonna get to Tunes' trivia. Yeah, which was- Gary Kubiak's out of there. <laughs> That, is that the Drew Happy Dance? We've gotten a really good response after our first show, and and the cool thing about that is is it's you people that watch us that really kind of help make the show what it is, and and we've already gotten a couple questions uh, from Ed Zeidler, and and it, it kind of they kind of roll into uh, the topics we're we're going to talk about. So you know, like we mentioned, the Vikings finished seven and nine. They won a, it's actually a kind of a fun game to watch. If you sat and watched it, the, the, the 37, 35 victory over Detroit, when that, when the clock struck zero, it, it became pretty obvious that the Vikings have a lot of needs um, as we head into the off season. However, um, one of Ed's questions regards uh, is, is regarding our, our wide receiver duel uh, duo of Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. I would argue those aren't aren't needs, Drew. I, and and just go ahead and talk for a minute about Justin Jefferson's rookie season. It was the highlight of the Viking season. The guy, the way he tracks footballs, the catch radius, the route running. The I haven't seen a player since Steve Largent that looks this polished when he came into. And to be honest, if you look at his tape from LSU, the draft research tape I looked at, he looks twice as good as the tape that he was on. So. It's been a pleasure watching him. I can't wait to see. Maybe we'll get an offensive coordinator in here that is more creative. His touchdowns might go up from seven, but uh, absolute fantastic to watch him all season. And he was the highlight of the season, no matter how you look at it, him and Cook. I got a little tasty tidbit of a, a, a stat here. Remember I told last show, we're not going to do stats that put you in a coma. Right. We're only going to try to do interesting ones. I got one here. <clears throat> Chris Carter in 1995 had 122 catches, if you remember right, that magical 1995 year. That was that was an NFL record at the time, I believe, wasn't yes. it? Yes, yes, it was. 122 catches for Chris Carter. Justin Jefferson had 88 this year. And I know math isn't my strong point, so it's got to be around 30 more. <laughs> Carter had 34 more catches than Justin Jefferson, and Jefferson had 30 more yards. Really? Jefferson had 88 catches for 1,400 yards. And Chris Carter had, it's crazy. Chris Carter had 122 catches for 1,371 yards. No kidding. Isn't that, think of that. 34 less catches and he had more yardage. Wow. That is a tasty, tasty tidbit of a stat because I used my brain <laughs> and I used my mind. It will test your head and your mind. And your brain, too. I, I love it. The that just goes to show, I mean, he only had seven touchdowns, and, you know, those numbers will probably pick up. Carter had 17 that year. Mm-hmm. But to be, he's right. He's, I mean, Moss only had one better season than him, the 2003 season, when he had 1,632 yards. That's it. I love Justin Jefferson's game. I think, uh, and you could tell some of those pass receptions he's made during the season. Uh, that one he made against the Titans, Ted, when he broke free, from the two Titan defenders. His first kind of, touchdown? Was that his first one? I think – I could be wrong, but I think it was. I think it was his first touchdown. Mm-hmm. That kind of set the stage for what we were hoping to see the whole season. And 
yes, the Vikings have a lot of holes to fill. They got a lot of problems, but Justin J.J. Jets ain't one of them. So now Ed's, Ed's question, I, I think, and it's a very interesting one. Uh, he wanted us to compare and contrast the wide receiver duel of Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and then Adam Thielen and the former Viking wide receiver that was traded in the offseason, Stephon Diggs. Right. And, and, and just for just for some quick stats, if you're not if you're not aware, Stephon Diggs had a career year with the Buffalo Bills. 166 targets, 127 catches, yeah. 1,535 yards receiving, and eight touchdowns. Showtime! You know, I, I never wanted to compare that draft pick. I knew as soon as we got him, everybody would say he's here to replace Diggs. I thought that was kind of unfair to Jefferson. I think he's his own guy. He shouldn't be put into that, you know, the replacement for Diggs, even though that's kind of what it was forced to be. It was the replacement for Diggs. They're both tremendous route. Stephon Diggs is one of the best route runners I've ever seen. Yeah, I agree. He's like changing what route running is. He is. He's changing the route tree. He's clipping and pruning the route tree. (laughs) I mean, watch that guy play, dude. He's he's uncoverable. Yeah, he's Um, phenomenal. But how they... How they worked within the Vikings offense, I think, actually, it's pretty similar. It's very similar, I think. I don't think I would agree. Identical. Diggs is gone, and I'm. I look. I'm always going to be irritated about that trade for a couple reasons. One, primarily, is that the Vikings thought Stephon Diggs was best utilized in this in this offense primarily as a decoy, and and that just always baffled me. And I I I thought if if he could ever if they could ever focus on him you would see what he's done in buffalo that that's that's what stefan diggs is capable of um and i think justin jefferson is is very much capable of of numbers like that as well you you talked about Diggs's route running I, I think justin jefferson for a rookie plays like a guy that's been in the league he, he has this savvy and this and this this sense of the game that that guys that are rookies are not supposed to have totally frankly. agree that is good knowledge right there so, I, I agree. A decoy? Why the hell would you use the decoy? <laughs> Freaking Vikings, dude. Well, and so and that kind of leads right into uh, the offense as a whole and the person that runs the Vikings offense, offensive coordinator Gary Kubiak. Uh, it looks like he is going to retire, Drew Bunting, like we mentioned, and you did your, your happy dance over. Um, it's not that I think he's a schmuck, Ted. I don't, I know, he's, a fo- he's got a lot of football knowledge. But over the years, I think I've, I've noticed about Kubiak is he is he likes to play it safe all the time. He's never going to turn a double into a triple. He don't play that way. And no. he, I think he's a little too conservative for what I, I think we need to open it up, especially with somebody like Justin Jefferson and, and Adam Thielen. I think we need to be more. I don't want to put him too much, put him down too much because I'm not I've never been known to to put people down. You serious? Um, but I don't want. But Kubiak, I would just like to see a more, little bit more creativity, a little bit more aggressiveness. And I don't think he's very aggressive. I know he likes to run the ball, but I'd like to see something a little bit more wide open, if you know what I mean. Well, well, let me let me ask you this: what, because because when Kubiak was the head coach in Denver, he had Peyton Manning before you know Manning had his neck injury. That first couple years in Denver. I mean, Manning threw, I think, 50 touchdown passes one year. So is Kubiak's conservatism the result of Mike Zimmer's 
philosophy or is it just because well, you think Kubiak changed? How many times that huddle did Peyton Manning say to hell with this? We're not doing that. Good this question. is what we're going to do. You know what? I'm kind of burned out on the Vikings taking a 20 to not this year, but taking a under Zimmer. Zimmer wants to take a 20 to nothing lead at halftime and then win in the game 20 to 17. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind does. of burned out on that, Ted. I, don't, I am. I don't want to do that. I want to run the score up on people, man. And I think you got the offense to do it and the weapons to do it. Do it. Yes. Yes. Do it. Do it. I mean, for as conservative a philosophy as Kubiak and, and Zimmer and the Vikings ran this year, they still had a top 10 offense and it's one of the best offenses in, in team history. And yet, you know, they, they still insist on, on making Dalvin cook the guy when you have, a guy like Justin Jefferson who could put up Stephon Diggs numbers. I think Adam Thielen could, could still put up those numbers as well, but you know, Cook had 356 touches, Ted. He can't do that for more than two or three more years and he will be done. He I will mean, be, he'll be Earl Campbell. He had a, <laughs> he had uh, a I mean, shade under what 17 touchdowns and a shade under 2000. So I'm not saying 2000 yards. So I'm not overall, I'm not saying Dalvin cook is a slouch. I'm just saying no. 300, 356 touches. How many years are you going to do that in a row? Yeah, you're not. I mean, he. It, it, by the time he's 35, he's going to be using a walker. Earl Campbellish? How'd it go? Yeah, yeah. He's going to be Earl Campbell, man. Well, Joe Namath would by his knees, oh, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know, Joe Namath is doing Medicare commercials now. Have you seen those? <laughs> jeez. We're getting old, dude. <laughs> For those of you that that come over came over here because you saw me on Twitter. Yes, I'm I'm back. I took a six month sabbatical uh, at Purple Buckeye. If you care, Drew, I advised him to never join Twitter, and, and I so far he's holding true to that and is not on Twitter. Good on you, Drew. Don't cave. Don't do it. No, I'm not going to get on there. I got Twitter. Tis a silly place. I got enough people that hate me. I don't need any more. Yeah, tis a silly place. But anyways, so by by all the all the folks that are in the know in, on Twitter beat writers and all that everybody's saying both Zimmer and, and Rick Spielman are going to be back. And with that, I want to leave. I, I want to, I want to lead in with this last quote on the season ending press conference that Mike Zimmer had at the end of the Detroit game yesterday. He said with the, with the turnover that we had, the injuries that we had on defense, we just weren't good enough. We fought like crazy seven and nine. Isn't great, but with all the circumstances and everything, maybe it's the best we could have done. <laughs> You have the floor, Mr. Bunting. Because I can't even speak. I'm so mad when I read that. I guess we're just playing for eight and eight every year. What is that? What does that mean? I mean, that kind of goes with all the rest of his press. You know, every press conference, he says we need to play better, but it never gets any better. I don't. You know what really irritates me about that comment? And what our, irritates our... you? <laughs> you know what irritates me? <laughs> you know what makes me sick? <laughs> What irritates friend, you, Ted? What irritates our friend you? Ryan, our friend Ryan Johnson, who who we appear on a on, a, on another show, uh, Good Morning Gallahorn, and he said, you know, that's pretty funny coming from a guy who said every single week this season, without fail, we need to play better. <laughs> and then at a season-ending press conference, he says, "Well, I think we played about as good as we can." Are you kidding me? Yeah, are that's... Are you kidding me? Really? Come on, man. <laughs> Be, do better. Just, just be mediocre. It's not even mediocre. What's yeah, only been for the last two years? You no, know it's fun. You know it's funny. Uh, Ted Anthony Lynn, the Chargers head coach, got fired today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He had a winning. He had a winning record. 
He had a top 10 offense and a top 10 defense and a winning record, and he got fired. But we're going to hang on to Zimmer. I, you know, and, and so and so what's going to happen is is I think Spielman and Zimmer are just going to are going to just keep building around the edges and just tinkering and messing around. You know, you live in California. Have, yeah, you, heard, yeah. have you heard of the Winchester Mansion? We've been there. So for those of you that are, are not familiar, the Winchester Mansion was 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 built by the, the widow of the guy that started the Winchester Rifle Company. Fascinating she, place. She was convinced that that the house was haunted by the spirits of everybody that had been killed by a Winchester rifle. So she insisted, uh, somebody told her that the demons and ghosts would stay away as long as she continued to build on the house. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, and it went on for years and years and years. And and this Vikings team is turning into like the Winchester Mansion. You got stairs that lead to nowhere. You got you got doors that are just stuck up, stuck up against the wall and don't and go into a room. And that's what Spielman and Zimmer are doing. They're just rebuilding the Winchester Mansion, and nothing's ever going to get better. That's nothing's going to take it to the next level. But one day we're going to be like at eight and four and we're going to climb up a set of stairs. They're going to hit us in a wall and we're going to tumble to eight and eight. So done. So done. So done with this philosophy and approach. Ted, I remember the first Ted, 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 Ted. <laughs> I remember the first time we took the tour there, me and Ruby, we had the girls with us. I think I got kicked out of the tour. Did you really? Like, Sir, you got to keep up with us. Cause I was like hanging back, taking pictures on the beds and sitting in the chairs. I wasn't supposed to be in the areas and, <laughs> There's, sir, do this, sir, do that, sir, put the cigarette out. They're just all over me, man. They're like, but I remember doing the tour, fascinating place, but that's a good, that's a good analogy. Good comparison to the Vikings, right? It just gives you no hope to know if there's any drive or any goal. Zero. What is the goal of the zero hope? And and that is what's coming back next year with Rick Spielman. So I'm shocked, to the shocked they're coming back. Welcome, welcome to the Minnesota Winchester Mansion, folks. I don't know how they sold another year. I don't know how they got away with it, but I don't. So, yeah, I, I, I think they should be gone. You got any ideas on who the, who the next offensive coordinator is going to be or should be, or who, what kind of guy do you, I don't know. do you want? Larry the Cable Guy. I don't know who they're going to get. Fuck. <laughs> oh, into the swear jar. Get her done. <laughs> I got a swear jar next to me. I'm putting. Oh mine yeah, in. okay, cool. And one of the things I'm trying to work on. First off, let me backtrack a little bit. I wanted to say thank you for everybody who's signed up to subscriptions and viewing and all the people that are following yeah. because you guys are awesome and we need you to get this show going. And I was going to open with that and I got started on the other things with Justin Jefferson, but I wanted to throw that out there. Very very cool that everybody is following this new venture with us. Yeah, thank you very much. We got. Uh, um, we got uh, like a lot more views and, and subscriptions in, in just a couple of days than either of us thought. And uh, hopefully this just continues to grow from here. So, so and I already forgot what you just asked me. That's all. Namaste. So what kind of offensive coordinator, particular oh. guy you want or philosophy you'd like to see next year? Just something that's more creative that opens it up and takes a few more chances. I mean, I know we're a run driven team. I like to run the ball too. I'm not anti run, but I would like to, you know, second down and one, maybe throw a 40 yard, you know, tier route or something. Did, did you just, watch just something more creative, Ted, something that uses it to opens it up a little more. Did, so did you watch the Ohio state Clemson game? Yes, I did. As a fan of Ohio state and a fan of Minnesota, it's been such a contrast these last couple of years because, and, and, and I, I get it's college versus pro and their different level of talent. And I, I get all that, but I, I'm just talking about, 
differing philosophies and approaches to the game. You look at how the, how Ryan Day coached that Ohio State team against Clemson, and, and he did not take his foot off the gas. They tied the score at 14 at the end of the first quarter, and then he just kept playing long ball. They were up by 21 points, and he's throwing 50, 60-yard bombs down the field to, to Chris Olave. And, and he's, he had some very creative plays. He emptied out his playbook and involved a lot of players that, that Clemson, I think, quite frankly, wasn't expecting. And it was this creativity – that you just don't see a lot from the Minnesota Vikings. And I want a guy that, that can take the talents that are on this offense because there are plenty of talents. I truly believe that and, and can do something special with, with these guys. I was more impressed with Ryan day in that Indiana game, dude. Uh, Ohio state had a, got down to like the 25 yard line and they had a penalty or something. They, they ended up with a fourth and 17 and he went for it and got it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, I don't know if you remember that play, but it was again in Indiana, it was kind of going back and forth. The game was close. Yeah. And Fields didn't even look to the sidelines. He already knew that his coach wanted to go for it. And they went for it and they got it. Yeah. So that that kind of mentality, I I I agree with you. But uh it's gonna be Kubiak's kid, dude. He's I the think next so. guy in line. You watch. That that is What's kind of the name? rumor. Clint with a K. Clint. <laughs> Clint Kubiak, because his parents are creative like that. <clears throat> KK. Uh, him, you know what? Zimmer and Kubiak have that all figured out already. Oh, yeah. Hey, my kid, you watch. Clint Kubiak's the next OC. Write you know it what? in, people. Write it down, people. That's a stone-cold lead pipe knock. In, in Minnesota, you can't spell mediocre without <laughs> nepotism. <laughs> Whatever. Now, now coming this offseason, we got to – we're going to be talking a lot about the Vikings needs and, and everything else. So we're not going to hit it a lot more, but I do want to mention that the Vikings have, uh, they announced their restricted and unrestricted free agents. They, they have the, first of all, it's official. They have the 14th pick in the draft though. So they'll be picking uh, number 14. Should we have some um, music for that? Shouldn't we have dun, 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 spanning the globe? Really? 14th like inspires you that much? No, but I, was, I like the skier and that. When he, <laughs> the <agony> is- <laughs> yes. And the agony of defeat. Is there any chance you <laughs> could find that guy and get him on the show? The agony I'd love to. That'd be that? great. Oh, that was a kid. I used to, we couldn't rewind or we didn't have TiVo or none of that shit. So you only had no. to. No, every every people gather around just to watch the agony of defeat. All yeah. right, we have free agents. What have we got? Six of them. So let's. We've got we've got four offensive unrestricted free agents, and we have one, two, three, four, five, six defensive. The offensive ones. And this is, this is really going to set the Vikings back, I think. On offense, you have uh, unrestricted, consigned with anybody, Sean Mannion, Amir Abdullah, <laughs> Rashad Hill, Dakota Dozier, and Brett Sasquatch Jones. Oh, we can't lose them. Can't lose any of those guys. That's anybody there cool. that trips your trigger? No, no. Trips my trigger. I, I, you know, I would think Brett Jones would be a guy you'd want to bring back, but they never use him, so no. Go, go somewhere and play. <laughs> right. As opposed to go back into the woods in Northern California and, and people think you, you exist, but there's really no proof. Does Brett Jones exist? Is he a human being? I He's a know. Sasquatch, man. He's a Sasquatch. There, there, are more, there are more Sasquatch sightings in California probably than there are Brett Jones sightings on a football field. Why did they trade for that guy? I don't know. And then they cut him and then they put him on the practice squad and then they <laughs> – I'd like to do it. <laughs> the, <laughs> the dude got more disrespected than Fredo. Oh. <laughs> 
man. I'm smart, Mike. I'm smart. See? <laughs> Whatever. I can handle things. I'm smart. Oh, fuck. I don't want to... Oh, my sides hurt. How do I follow that up? Uh, so, so no, we've, we, there's nobody on offense we want. Sorry, I'll, I'll try and tone it down, folks. Fredo. Good old Fredo. On, hey. on defense. I thought, I'd so take they, that, I thought I'd take the kid fishing. That's <laughs> Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. That's a good idea, Fredo. Have fun out there. <laughs> so... The unrestricted free agents on defense. <laughs> so great, dude. There's a couple guys here, maybe. Jaleel Johnson, no. Eric Wilson. No, no, Jaleel Johnson can he can Yeah. Get on Bye, the bus. Felicia. Get on the bus, Gus. Uh Eric Wilson. I like Eric Wilson. I yeah, I think I'd like to see him back. Even if he's uh, a reserve. Todd Davis. Todd Davis played pretty well. Todd, 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 Todd. He played pretty well. For fill in at the end of the year, but we didn't really have anybody else. I don't. I didn't see enough of him to make a decision on that. Or Hardy Nickerson Jr. I haven't seen enough of him. Yeah, he's an unrestricted free agent as well. Then Anthony Harris. I'm not happy with him. I'm not either. And then George Iloka. <laughs> Who's kind of like the Sasquatch on defense? If we're being honest with ourselves. Oh God, that guy make that guy. That guy makes Fredo look like Sugar Ray Leonard. Yeah, that guy. That guy's terrible. George Iloka. If you got George Iloka on your team, you got a huge problem. That guy. Yeah. He was so good for so long, and then he just got terrible overnight. You know what, Smitty? I bet you you got a better forty time than George freaking Iloka. I, not, not with all this in me. No, no, no. I don't think What's so. What's your forty time? Do you think you can crack eight seconds? Uh, you got to time it on a sundial, amigo. We should set that up for the summertime. <laughs> No, because I'll pull both hamstrings, then I'll be in the hospital. I got a ridiculous copay. No. What a sweet video that would be. <laughs> so, real quick, restricted free agents. Mike Boone, Chad Beebe, Afedia Denigbo. You want any of those guys back? No, nah, I don't care what you do with them. All right. And then, do we even care about exclusive rights free agents? I don't know who's on there. Brandon Dillon, cornerback Chris Jones, uh, who is terrible, and then guard Kyle Hinton. Oh, jeez. Nope. All right. All right. So uh, we got a lot of work to do in the offseason. And our plan uh, in upcoming shows is to kind of go over a position group uh, a week and kind of do a keep them or let them go. And then maybe look at some some possible draft choices that could fill that uh, potential free agents as that list gets more clarified once the season ends. And, you know, the tenders and all that stuff are, are made by by teams that are still in the playoffs. So we got a lot coming. So uh, please tune in, and, I, and 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 we got a draft ringer here in Mr. Drew Bunting. We Drew and I are members of a of, of a Facebook uh, Vikings fan page called the Gallahorn, and Drew is our resident draft expert. And and last year, he uh, well, you tell the people how many people, how many guys evaluated, and and all that stuff. Drew, throw some numbers uh, at me. My my lists are fifteen people per chart for a total of one hundred and ninety five players that I research. And last year, I set my all-time high with 83.5% of the guys on my list were drafted. That's the highest I've ever gotten. Is, well is done. The year before, I think I had 81. But I'll make a 
positional big board with 15 players for each of his position. Then I'll make a top 50 board, which we used at that draft show last year. Um, so we got, we got all that coming up. You're going to love it. Trust yeah. we got a lot of draft stuff. We're not going to bore you to death with the seventh round guys. We're probably going to concentrate on the top couple rounds or, you know, two, three rounds, whatever. Um, we'll try to keep, try to be informative and not too boring about it, but the draft is a huge part of NFL football. So, and, and with the 14th pick, the, the Vikings are going to be in position to, to get a good player. Yes. Um, and then we still have the potential for trades and, and we'll, we'll talk all about, about all of that in the, in the, in the coming, coming weeks and months. So, yes, we got a lot of draft talk to talk about before April. So we are going to go to a break right now and we will be back with our second trivia event of the season, which is Toons' Trivia. We'll be right back, folks. You've got your sunrise. You caught a prize. You, you're making your Johnson. Party nights, summer whites. You, your friends, and your Johnson. Rooster tails, water trails. You, your kids, and your Johnson. Saturday nights, distant lights. You, your girl, and your Johnson. You and your Johnson, a way of life for over 50 years. Men, watch Joe Namath get creamed. Let not see my cream your face, so the razor won't. Let not see my cream your face, so the razor don't. The closer you shave, the more you need creamy, soothing, medicated Noxzema. Let Noxzema cream your face. Wow, I did not see that ad coming. That, that, that is not something you would see on TV today. I don't know. <laughs> Except maybe on Skinamax. Do we? At night. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I think we got to give our ad department a raise. That's fantastic. <laughs> that was really well done. Yeah, uh, I miss the old days, man. I really, but that's what we were all about here. Yeah. We're all about that old school feeling, that old school theme. Da, 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 Let's do some Toots' trivia. Let's do it. All right. You guys ready for another round? That's what she said. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. We're going to have eight questions again. Now, I tried to get some harder questions from the cat, who's very angry. As you'll see, he has... Decided to start wearing a green helmet. Oh, yeah. You know, it's time to put Toons uh, at a kill shelter. <laughs> if that's what's going to happen. Toons is moving Episode down. Episode two, and Toons is already wearing a Packers helmet. Yeah. That, yeah. Toons, I'm going to feed you some antifreeze. That... <laughs> Let's go. All right. Toonsies. Question number one. <clears throat> what year did the Vikings have their first winning season? I want to say mm. that would have been their first playoff appearance, which would have been 1968. But they had a they were like eight and six and 68, and then they just kind of went on their their epic run for the 70s. The first year that popped into the Drifter's mind was 68. So I'm going to go because you had that. I'm, I'm going to stick with that answer. I'm going to go with that. All right, your final answer is 68. Yes. I'm sorry, but that is not correct. Oh, 
The Vikings had their first winning season in 1964. They went eight, five, yeah. and one. Really? Really? We're a couple of dopes. Job, Fredo. <laughs> All right, the cat is now happy. We can't let tunes to speed. Oh, the scoring, the scoring, we simplified it. You get a point if you answer the question correctly. Okay. Trying to do all this, have algebra. We don't have algebra on this show, Ted. We don't allow it. Okay. All right, question number two. Which new head coach told Viking fans this? We want to grow. We want to build on what is already here, but we aren't rebuilding. The foundation of this team is already in place. I'm going to say Dennis Green. I would either say him or Jerry Burns, maybe. Oh, yeah. Because uh, he took over well, for. She didn't throw any F bombs in there, so I don't know if it could be Burns or not. <laughs> Burns would have had. That was what? Longest freaking Stoker? <laughs> Dennis Green. You want, to, you want to go with Denny Green? Yeah, let's go with Denny Green. Denny Green. That is incorrect. That was Bud Grant in 1967 after taking over a team that had gone four, nine, and one. Oh really? my God. Don't tell Bud Grant. Whatever you yeah, do. No kidding. That's embarrassing. Wow, we should have known bad. that. All right. Question three. Name all six of the retired Viking uniform numbers and the players associated with the numbers. Okay. Jim Marshall. That's number 70. Uh, 10 is Tarkington, Fran Tarkington, St. Francis of Bloomington. Um, 77 for Corey Stringer. Is he retired? Yeah, I think I, yeah. 88, Alan Page. Correct. Two more. Good job. You say Chris Carter? Um, yeah, that's not retired because 80, 80 still being worn. Like I'm pretty sure. How about, uh, somebody on the O-line? How about Tinglehoff? Yeah. McTinglehoff 53. Good job. One more. That's... You're smarter Drew? than you look. Well, that's a big note to everybody out there. That means you um, already said the correct answer. Sorry. I already said it and I still can't think of it. What a dumbass. <laughs> I, I'm I'm dumb. I, I got, I'm stumped. What is it? Chris Carter, number eighty, is retired. Oh. Well, I said it. So we got it. We got it, didn't we? So, so are you going to count it? Yes. Ah, uh, you can have it. All right. Yes. Two twos. Two twos. <laughs> two twos. Here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> All right. Here is your token Randy Moss question. Yeah. Kind of. After trading Randy Moss to the Raiders. Minnesota found itself with the number seven and 18 selections in the following draft. Who did they draft? Troy Williamson. And it was, um, uh, it was a defensive end. Oh man. I, I knew this for years and now I was actually at that draft party, believe it or not. Well, then I'm leaving this one up to you. Cause I can't remember. Um, I, I can't remember. <clears throat> Erasmus James, James, Erasmus oh, James. Doggone it. The eraser. Oh, darn it. Dude, All right. We should get sent to the corner for that. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. We, we can't. Laughing at us right to, now. Toons can't wear the Packers helmet. That's, we can't. It's like a hex. It's a curse. I think it is. Next. All right. <laughs> Here's another one that relates to a movie. 
I have two okay. movies. The first one is Airplane for Ted. One of your favorite movies. Here's the question. The casting of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar as a member of the flight crew in Airplane was a reference to which pro football player's role as a pilot in the serious airplane disaster film Zero Hour. What? Wow. <clears throat> Ted of the Shire. Um, <laughs> I got nothing. No? No idea. No idea. I know I know Abdul Jabbar said try dragging Lanier's butt up and down the court all night. Yeah. I know you said Roger. That. Roger Murdoch. <laughs> That's right. What's oh, the answer? Well. The answer is Elroy Crazy Legs Hirsch. Really? Elroy Hirsch, of course. Crazy Legs. <laughs> yeah. Crazy Legs? You're a lot better than that new Rockney. I remember that. All right. Guy. Hopefully this one's a little bit easier, but I don't know. We'll see. This is Die Hard. All right. During the scene when Sergeant Powell is in the lobby, the football right. game being played on TV is between which two college teams? Oh. Um, I don't know, but I'm going to say UCLA was one of them. I think they're. Yeah, I, I want to say off the top of my head, it was the USC UCLA game. That's the first game that came to my head. Yeah, my, my two. Mind. Okay, USC is University of Southern California, right? Yes. yes. Okay, yes. that is correct. Yes. The other one is not UCLA, though. Oh, that's all right. We still win it. We still get the points. <laughs> <laughs> Making up our own rules. <laughs> Who was the other team? Oregon? Notre Dame. And there was a little note that said, well, the teams play nearly every season. They've never faced off on Christmas Eve. Right. Right. So it was all, all right. Like... All right. And number seven. Hans Gruber. So this is, uh, this is in relation to how awesome Justin Jefferson has been. So I decided to go with a wide receiver question. Okay, I'm going to name four Viking wide receivers. Okay. And you will pick which one had the most TDs and the most receiving yards during their college careers. Out of Nate Burleson, Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, and Percy Harvin, which one had the most receiving yards during their college career? I can't remember where Nate Burleson played, played college ball at. He could have played at like Nevada or something. He could, have some, he could have had some big numbers. That's out I'm, out west, Mountain West, or the West. I'm going to lean with that. I'm going Burley. Yeah, I think I think Burleson. Good job. He actually he had 3,287 yards, and next was Jefferson with 2,415. So that was quite, okay. quite a difference. You, you really think you have a chance against me, Mr. <laughs> Cowboy? Is that pretty close, isn't it? Do you really think you have a chance against us, Mr. Cowboy? <laughs> ho, ho, ho. Now I have a machine gun. <laughs> Hit us up, Tootsis. What's next? Uh, Robert, let's go. What do you got? So the next part of that question is who had the most TDs? <clears throat> Same four receivers? Same four receivers. And receiving? Again, they were... oh, oh, overall touchdowns or receiving only? Receiving only. And again, it's Burleson, Harvin, Jefferson, and... Diggs. Damn. I'm thinking I, it's either Harvin, Harvin or Jefferson. Those are my two guesses. I would I, my my first guess was Jefferson and then Harvin. All right, let's go JJ. JJ, JJ right? Let, okay, let's go with Justin Jefferson. JJ is the correct answer. Ten dollar. Yeah! Yeah! Woo! In second, Ted, is Ted. Burleson. 
Ted, okay. Bubby, Bubby. <laughs> Bubby. <laughs> Percy was uh, third with 19, and Diggs was fourth with 14. Dude, we are rocking this category right out the door. Yeah. All right. This is an interesting one. We like I have a feeling you guys are going to know the answer right off the top, but is it is the token Ohio State-Michigan question. From 1969 okay. to 1978, the contest between Coach Hayes and Coach Schembechler were referred to as what? That'd be the 10-year war. That's it! 10-year war. Yes, I had a feeling you knew that. Now, do you know who won that war? Schembechler was 5-4-1. Wow. Jeez, dude. Holy shit. Good job. Excellent. 10-year war, man. I didn't didn't quite hear. Who won the 10-year war? Uh, former Ohio State assistant Bo Schembechler. <laughs> yeah. Good job, guys. Excellent All right. job. Did we win the overall thing or did we fall too far behind? It doesn't matter. The cat's still going to wear the green helmet. <laughs> stupid. Cats are stupid. All right. So that wraps up uh, another segment of Toons' Trivia. Uh, Thanks, thank Toons. Thank you, uh, Toons and Ruby, for the. Uh, um, for the good trivia questions, it really got the better of us this week, I think. But um, I like I like the fact that they're not just cupcake questions, you know. No, Who are number ten for the Vikings? <laughs> uh, Tommy you... Kramer. No, I'm wearing my Tommy Kramer jersey. Um, so having, Tommy Kramer's going to be on this show too. You watch. I, I'm going to talk. I, I hope so. Um, so our last segment, and this is kind of a, a thing we were thinking about doing. Uh, Although the Vikings are not in the playoffs, the NFL playoffs are kicking off this weekend. And Drew and I have decided to have a playoff picks competition. Uh, each week before before all the games, we're going we're gonna to go over the games and we're going to pick uh, straight-up winners. We're not doing point spreads. We're not doing none of that stuff. It's just straight-up point spread. And whoever wins uh, at the end, and we're going all the way through the Super Bowl, correct? Or until it's mathematically impossible for somebody to win, right? Yes. Uh, but the loser of this playoff competition has to sing the other's fight oh. song. Oh! So if if I if I win, Drew has to sing the Buckeye Battle Cry. If Drew wins, I have to sing uh, "Leaders and Best," and not the lyrics from when I was at college at Ohio State, but the actual official lyrics. You know what? When you sing, and that's what's going to happen, you have no chance of beating me at this. No. When you sing, I want an enthusiastic. I don't want hail to the yeah, no. Oh no! It's it gonna be to with be... it's gonna be with enthusiasm and vigor. Whoever whoever vigor. has to sing, it sings with enthusiasm. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasms. Enthusiasm. Isn't isn't that piss and vinegar? <laughs> Is that vigor? Piss and vigor. Yeah. There we go. I want it. it I want it real. Real. I want it's to. Good. It's going to be heartfelt and sincere because warm those vocal cords up, Smitty, because you're not beating me in any competition. Look, look, Mr. Bass player who used to sing backup vocals in a band. <laughs> you, you better you better break out your old mixtapes because, buddy, you're singing and you're singing <laughs> loud. You're singing proud. I just did a lot of Eddie Vedder where you don't need to know the words. <laughs> that piece he got a bit of me to concrete. That's Brian Johnson. How's everybody doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I will be ready, even though I won't be singing. Okay, so um, let's get to the picks. All right, so the, the, the picks, the Saturday games. There are three playoff games on Saturday. We have the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Who you got? Oh, I got to go Bills. 
I'm Bills, taking the I'm, Bills all the way to the Super Bowl, baby. That's my Super I, Bowl pick. I think I am too. I'm taking the Bills too. Okay, um, let me write this down. Uh, and and is 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 Toons going to keep track of this for us? Yeah, Toons says, can you write this down? Absolutely. I can't. I can't, okay. do, I can't do anything by myself. Okay, so we both we both have Buffalo. Okay. Uh, the the second game, uh, Rams at Seattle. Do you want to pick first? Since I'll I pick just... first. Since, yeah. Okay. I'm going to pick the Rams in an upset. I think I'm going with the Rams. Okay. I am going to take the Seattle Sea Chickens. All righty. And the the last game on Saturday. By the way, the Colts at Buffalo is at. Uh, uh, I would think 105 Eastern on CBS. The Rams of Seattle is at 440 Eastern on Fox and the Bucks at the Washington football team would be 815 on NBC. Who you got in that game? You know, if we were going points, I'd probably go Washington with the points, but we're not doing a point spread. So if it's straight across, you got to go Tom Brady and Tampa Bay with me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm with you. Okay. Okay, so we are we got one difference so far. So we're, we're not. Ben, yeah, you need me to send the lyrics to the Michigan song so you have them, or you want to look them up yourself. No, I'm not. No, I'll wing it. I, I'll, if I have to, I'll wing. I know it. That's it'll be <laughs> fine. Look, brother, you, you're going to respect the rivalry. I'm going to respect the rivalry. I'll, I'll have it ready to go. I'll, I'll have it nailed because I'm going to record you singing that Buckeye battle cry. Is what I'm going. Anyways, um, so now the Sunday games. Yeah. Uh, Ravens of Tennessee, 105 Eastern time on, on ESPN. You pick first. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with the Baltimore Ravens on that game. I think they're going to get revenge from last year. I think right at the time right now, Tennessee is slipping a little bit. I think the Ravens are playing better. I would take them in different circumstances, but I am with you on this. I am going to go with Baltimore. All right. The, uh, the 440 game, the Bears. Now, before we get to our pick, I got to tell you about this game. Uh, this game is going to be broadcast not only on CBS, but also on Nickelodeon. What? Uh, yeah, and you're you're and and so I'm thinking like uh, SpongeBob and Patrick are going to be in the booth. Hey, SpongeBob, why don't you join us? We need an extra player. Nice catch, Percy. <laughs> With uh, Squidward and Mr. Krabs as your sideline reporters, and oh. every time, every time there's a penalty, whoever the penalty is on, they're going to get slimed. I don't know, whatever. So yeah, so that game's uh, on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon. Uh, yeah. How'd that ever get worse? That's weird. So Bear, Bears at New Orleans. Who you got? Or, or is it my? Who who picks first in this one? I do. You pick okay. the last game. I pick the okay. second to last game. Uh, you got to go Saints. I mean, come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Trubisky in the playoffs in New Orleans. Yeah, I think it's going to be an ugly day for Chicago. Although, they're in the playoffs. The Vikings aren't. All the Vikings had to do was beat Chicago. Chicago had a bunch of problems this year, too. They made it. Well, Here you we know are. what? Seven and nine. You can't expect to get much better than that, right? Yeah, maybe that's the best. I guess that's just the best they could have done. <laughs> you bring the show full circle, baby. Ted, Ted, you crashed your helicopter. Well, you know, that was just the best I could have done. I'm sorry. It's the best. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, you, he, forgot, you forgot how to play five songs. Well, that was just the best I could have done. I, I actually did that a lot of shows. Uh, <laughs> we don't want to say that, though. All right. Then then the final game, uh, the, the Cleveland Browns at Pittsburgh, 815 Eastern 
on the National Broadcasting Corporation, NBC. That's your game. That's, your That's me. Um, I, I'm going to pick Cleveland. I, I, I Are think, you? I'm picking Cleveland. I think that- – Cleveland rocks, baby. That's cool because that'll make it more interesting because we're going to pretty much same right down the line on these things. Um, I'm taking Pittsburgh. All right. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. So there we go. Those are our picks. And then we'll move on to the divisional round next week. And Ted can butter up on the Michigan fight song, get all ready to go. And that'll work out just fine. <laughs> all right. Well, look, uh, once again, folks, thanks uh, to those of you that are subscribing and watching. Yes, thank uh, you. Hope you had a happy ho- ha- had a happy holiday season, uh, happy New Year, and uh, go Bucks! And we'll try to do better the next time. Go Vikings! Seven and nine. Say good night, Ted. Good night, Ted. Good night, Ted.